Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Game Cola Podcast. This is podcast number 71. I'm here today with Matt Jonas, Kate J., Jeff Nemeth, Anna Bernarski, and Nathaniel Hoover. Quite a packed room here today at the Game Cola headquarters. Everyone, Stop touching me. <laughs> everyone it wasn't me, I swear. Introduce yourselves before you start touching each other. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff. Is it okay if I touch you there? Was that the one that happened? It got really awkwardly quiet. I'm going to call inappropriate touching. Okay. By the way, you pronounced my last name wrong. Oh, did I? Yeah. Is it Nemeth? Yes. Oh, okay. I... It's okay. Michael fell for it, too. <laughs> I've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. In my head, at least. Oh, well. You can try pronouncing my name. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. That was so difficult. Uh, let's see. Matt Jonas, are you on the staff? Yeah. <laughs> the last time I checked, I was. <laughs> it's just the random guy we decided to bring along. It's nice to add British flavor. Exactly. It is. It's it's caught past one here, but that's fine. Well, uh, you also are now on uh, our previous Canadian staff member, uh, his website, Jeff Day, right? Random access. Yeah. <laughs> You're uh, you're betraying us for our Canadian, well, prior Canadian staff member. No, he's still Canadian. I, I, don't, I don't know if betrayal is the right word. Uh, share, pooling my talents is probably a better way to put it. Well, I mean, he had been posting his articles on his own website for a while, so I can't complain that you're double posting as well. I wondered how long it would be before this came up as a topic, and it was like... The first discussion point. <laughs> if you want, I can edit it so that we're talking about it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Kate J? Yes, hi. I do art stuff, and I write sometimes, but not as often. Oh, and I'm the social media commander, which makes me feel special. Yeah, I was going to so, say, you yeah. have quite an important job. So. Yeah, thanks for posting and commenting, guys. It's helping. Keep doing it. <laughs> yes, please. Get into fights. Let me know if there are comments and things that you want me to post. Uh, Anna? Hi, I'm Anna, and um, I write for Game Cola usually, <laughs> when I'm not crying over schoolwork. Like, literally over schoolwork? Uh, yes. <laughs> I feel like the tears could ruin the paper, you know. <laughs> yep. Did you ever finish your uh, review of Animaniacs? I did. I'm waiting until March to um, put it through. Oh, okay. Gotta so, meet your quota. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, Nathaniel, did you find out who touched you yet? I think it was me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, technically, aren't you always touching yourself? Like, I, I mean, technically, your skin is in contact with other skin of yours. <laughs> My personal space bubble is very small. <laughs> it's on like an atomic level <laughs> but uh yes so we're we're here to talk about video games i do i like how we didn't introduce you <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> are, me. are you on the staff <laughs> i think so I, I i think uh jeff was supposed to go first though right well, didn't he go first no wait i've yet to say anything remotely interesting <laughs> okay so i'm jeff i do a bunch of like gaming playthroughs with random commentary in the hopes of it being funny on YouTube. And I write stuff. Watch it. Cola.net. And on GameCola.net. 
<laughs> trademark copyright. Gaming outside the mainstream. Exactly. Let's all talk over Nathaniel. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Nathaniel, oh, I think that, oh, stop that, you. I'm trying to talk over myself. No, stop that. So, have you guys seen the new movie? Oh, he wasn't talking. I <laughs> 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 got you. I'm Nathaniel Hoover. I run the occasional Game Cola RPG cast, and I lazily administrate the YouTube channel that we have, GC.net. Gaming outside the mainstream. Copyright trademark. <laughs> Great podcast, you guys. See you next time. <laughs> Good night, everybody. So, who wants to get the ball rolling? What are we talking about tonight? <laughs> Uh, Let's talk about the ball rolling. What kind of physics it follows? Yeah. No, no physics. Oh. Portal? Like... Can we talk about portal physics? Has anyone played the Black Mesa game? I've heard no. that there is a Black Mesa game, and I have that stronger connection with you as a gamer now because I am aware that it exists. I got oh, nothing. Hooray! Two Game Cola staff members have heard of the same game. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait That's a actually minute. quite an accomplishment. Is it out, uh, out of the mainstream enough? I don't know. Well, also, if you think about it, it is a, what, like a super high-def polyhedral Lagon remake of a game that's well over a decade old, that's a fan project. I feel like fan projects are, by definition, outside the mainstream enough is for Black us. Is Black Mesa? Isn't it? I thought it was a, an official thing. Well, on, the, the official people can be fans, too. It's true, but I think they're they're making money off of it. Okay, well, I just make things up, so if people can make money, then, you know, good for them. I'm pretty sure it's fan-made. I don't know whether they're is making it... money off it, though. Is it a video game? It is. Technically. <laughs> well, you said it was a remake. What is it a remake of? I've never heard of it. The The original Half-Life. Oh, okay. Never heard of it. Here. Yeah, it does look like it is a fan thing. Um, yeah, I'm guessing that since it is, you know, Half-Life slash Portal related, there are some probably awesome physics going on there, but I've yet to play it, so <laughs> moving on. <laughs> well, uh, has anyone been watching Twitch Plays Pokemon? Nope. I refuse no, to go to have. Twitch. What's wrong with it... Twitch? I don't know. He's never been there. Exactly. We'll go with that answer. It's like lima beans. You you just hear that you don't want to be any part of it. <laughs> you know, the the Twitch plays Pokemon thing was cool to begin with, but um So what is it I, exactly though? Is he Well, if if you'd like me to explain? Please, please do because I have no idea what it is. There, there's this guy, he's got an emulator set wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. Original... First start by explaining what Twitch is. Twitch is a, is um, a streaming website for broadcasting online. Uh, I'm pretty Gaming, sure it was the site we used to broadcast the Game Cola Ho Ho Holiday livecast. In fact, it was uh, G- Jiggly Plus, J- J- Googly Boo. What's it called? <laughs> the I'm thing sure that nobody we were streaming to Twitch though. Oh, oh it's, yeah, it's a good right. thing we now know that you guys know what Twitch is. I already knew. Well, there's this guy, he's got the original Pokemon Red and Blue, he's running it through an emulator, he's got a plug-in that reads the Twitch chat stream and turns it into uh, control um, inputs for the emulator. Okay. So there's people just typing left, right, up, down, start, A, start, B, start, in the chat, start, and, it's, start, yeah, start, and it's just controlling the game that way. That's pretty cool. It was cool to begin with, but then they had lots of people just typing start. <laughs> So um, they they then put in that, this. That could be very uh, minor, like nerve wracking. 
Yeah, so they put in a delay on the starts. Once starts been typed, you can't type it again for like 20 seconds. Oh, I just imagine like everybody typing down, up, and you get well, nowhere. There, there are these moments where they've just got really long ledges in the original Pokemon game, and you have to like make a movement like left, 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 up, 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 right, or right. And just people kept typing down. They were stuck <laughs> on one particular ledge for at least a day. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me. When I was at uh, PAX East 2010, a gaming convention, uh, and this was uh, PAX was out in the West Coast initially, and then they moved it or added a uh, meeting on the East Coast. And so I was there for the inaugural event, I believe it was 2010. Anyhow, uh, we had... A, an event called Action Castle, which I may have mentioned at some point. And whenever you say Action Castle, you need to do torch hands, you know, just sort of waving your hands back and forth. I think my wife tells me it's sign language for clapping as well, but it's it's like your hands emulating the look of a torch. So anyhow, uh, and you, you have to say it in that voice, too. So anyhow, we went to do Action Castle, which is one of the uh, panels that they had there. Other people were doing discussions and, you know, having celebrities talk about things. Uh, we were in a room where they had a live action text adventure. So everybody in the room got up and stood in a line, and the person who was running the show was the narrator for it. Um, and he he was the uh, blinking cursor where the text parser interface was, basically. And we told him, uh, enter house. We told him, stab guard. We told him, hide in bushes. And so one at a time, each of us would come up, stand at the front. And so he'd narrate what's happening. Like, you find yourself in an open field west of a White House. There's a mailbox here. And people were like, eat mailbox. And then he'd give <laughs> whatever the... <laughs> That's the way I play adventure games. Uh, but he'd narrate whatever it is. Well, you try to eat the mailbox, but you bust all of your teeth on it. Next person. And, you know, we come up and then we start to do back and forth. Where I'm going with this relating to your Pokemon story is there was a certain point where this was super clever, uh, where we were trying to do something in these tribal huts. Uh, and Actually, I think this was the follow-up adventure. Uh, we did Action Castle and we did another one that was like, your plane crashes in the jungle. But um, and hopefully this is not a spoiler for anybody who does this event at some point, but uh, very clever. You, you had the uh, couple different huts, and there was like the man's hut and the woman's hut. And depending on the sex of the person giving the commands, the men and the women in the different huts reacted to you differently. So if you were a woman trying to go into the man's hut, the man would you know yell at you and go, ah, blah, 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 blah. And if you're a man, they're like, oh, yeah, come on in. And it was really interesting as some of the people were getting it and some of it weren't um, trying to you know, like structure themselves. So they're like, OK, I'm going to enter hut. No, exit hut. No, go west. No, go east. No, go west. No, go east. No, go back into the hut. No, back into the hut. No, please go back into the hut. They're like just sort of fighting with each other back and forth. And then eventually uh, we ran out of time and so we didn't win. Mm -hmm. But it, it was an interesting experience, which sort of reminds me of what you're talking about with Pokemon. Ta-da! <laughs> I... I did go watch them, uh, I mean, this was on, like, day three, and they were stuck in, like, a little, there was one stairway out of, like, a little jump-over ledge that led you into just, like, a small area that had nothing in it. It was surrounded by walls, and they could not get out of it. I checked it in the morning, and they were still in the exact same place, like, eight hours later. Yeah, this this is the spot I was trying to describe. <laughs> <laughs> Like it was just so terrible trying to watch them. Yeah, because you know, even if they got up the staircase, they would move right a few steps and then go down and jump over the ledge. Like, I don't know how they got out, but they did it. So they're now apparently like almost to the end of the game. 
on like 12 days now. And they finally, like, they've been checking the Helix fossil every few seconds <laughs> since they got it. Uh, and they, fi- they finally <laughs> have an Ammonite now. It proved to be a very, very funny meme. Just um, consult the Helix fossil. And just, like, there's hundreds of pictures where it's like, your day isn't going well, consult the Helix fossil, you know. Or uh, was it they took Oh, on, I know what you're talking about. They took on Giovanni, and Giovanni's like, you have defeated me. You are clearly like an expert Pokemon trainer. And the Pokemon trainer's just like, Helix Fossil, Pokedex, look at Bulbasaur, <laughs> Helix Fossil. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's been entertaining. I, I, I am amazed that they've actually made it that far, even if it's taken them a full like 12 days to do it. It's a team effort, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, they did implement uh, like a sort of form of government. They have you can vote for anarchy or democracy, and basically. Wait, wait, wait! You can vote for anarchy? That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, but because uh, originally whatever uh, action was input, it would immediately try to do it, and if you're walking or something, it's then ignoring the vast majority of inputs that are coming in. But with the democracy mode, it tallies up what all the actions were that were voted on, and then does the one that got the most votes. Which, when there's like 66,000 people in the chat, <laughs> they get a lot of uh, potential things to do. So so that's Twitch Plays Pokemon, the excitement of the gaming world for the last <laughs> 12 days. <laughs> yeah, Kotaku hasn't really posted about anything else for the whole week. So, games with unnecessary sequels. I'm actually playing one of them right now. <laughs> yeah? The Super Bomberman series from number three to number five. Completely unnecessary. Super Bomberman? Yes. I think I played one of those. There was one where you had to, uh, you, you were on a dinosaur and you had to, like, get eggs to follow you. Am I right? I mean, I, I remember that one Island. being pretty rubbish. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is definitely Bomberman. <laughs> this is definitely one of the Super or Bomberman, Bomberman Hero? Wait, there's no eggs in that one. No, no, no. De- def- definitely on the Super Nintendo. Definitely. Um, I don't know. I've only played number two and bits and pieces of number three. So do explain Probably four or five then. Um, well, I, I didn't really play, play that much of it, but generally it was sort of like Bomberman, except you also had to save eggs as well. Like number two was my favorite in the entire series. I played that game like so much when I was younger. So what's so extraneous about these other Bomberman games? I must know. Oh, I don't know. I mean, with Bomberman 2, or Super Bomberman 2, sorry, it's like there's an actual plot, and then with numbers 3 and 4 and 5, it's like, what's going on here? I have no idea. Wait, wait, wait. A Bomberman game with an actual plot? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't do so well explaining what's going on, but at least it has somewhat of a story. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, the last Bomberman game I played was the Earth has been split into five pieces. Get all the, like, I think they were, like, shards of, like, old murals or something. Oh. That was um, Mega Bomberman on the Mega Drive. Or the latest Genesis. one I remember playing was probably Bomberman Hero. I have that, but I've never Bomberman bothered Hero. to play it. Is it any good? It's really good. All right. Check Trappers it out, are kind of wacky, though, but it's really good, actually. I was not aware that there were more than two or three Bomberman games until I started seeing a review or two on Game Cola. Oh, there are. There are. <laughs> hey, Nathaniel, I, I, I don't know if Bomberman it's worth saying. 
I, I don't know if you can say there's hundreds, but there's definitely over 50 Bomberman games. I mean, <laughs> you can say that without thinking, am I am I overshooting it a little? No, I think there's definitely over 50 Bomberman games. And all well, the sequels are inconsequential and unnecessary? Well, they're basically <laughs> all the same thing, <laughs> apart from a few of them. There is another game I'd like to mention that's completely unnecessary. Probably Dark Souls 2. I, uh... I think Game Cola's Robin Turfing might have something to say about that, but... Uh... <laughs> I mean, sure, you need to, like, add in another game and all, but I can't I can't even get close to beating Dark Souls 1, and I already got a sequel for it. I'm like, oh, God. Wait, 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 wait. So your inability to play through the first game nullifies the validity of the second game? <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. I, uh... I guess I find it funny when someone talks about like having too many uh, sequels when we have people here who are fans of Mega Man and Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you leave well, Sonic alone. Well, well, those are like... Here's the key difference, though. We're talking about unnecessary sequels. So in my mind, at least, that constitutes a game that where the series comfortably ended. It came to a close. That's all mm. there is to it. And then they kept on going. Movies, I, I can give you many more examples of movies than games, uh, but the Indiana Jones trilogy, for example, uh, <laughs> as my one friend put it, they rode off into the sunset at the end of the third movie. It is <laughs> the end of the movies. And then years and years later, they come back with another movie, and it doesn't fit quite as well. I mean, you, you have the likes of... Uh, former editor-in-chief Paul Franzen, who would argue otherwise, that I know that there are people who enjoy the movie, but uh, in terms of necessity, they had wrapped up Indiana Jones fairly nicely, and they had had a lot of other little adventures here and there, the video games, the books, uh, Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, the TV series, uh, some things here and there to fill in the gaps, but as far as the movies went, things were pretty good. There was really not a, like, I need to have more. So that's what I think of when I think of having unnecessary sequels. It's like, we, we wrapped this up nicely, we were pretty good. Whereas talking about Mega Man or Sonic, yeah, okay, you can look at some of these and say, really, we didn't need this sequel, but um, I, I would be more inclined to say that there are perhaps too many. But it's that core gameplay. It's, I love this core gameplay. Taking Mega Man, for example, because that's the one that's closest to my heart, uh, give me new challenges, give me new weapons, Give me new-looking bosses, and that's really all I need. The formula is strong enough that you can just swap out some of the specifics, and it's a different enough game experience to justify another sequel. But it hasn't reached a point yet where they've brought it story-wise to a nice conclusion, where they've completely exhausted all of the possibilities for new things that you can do with this game. Sure, they reuse a lot of ideas, and they rehash a lot of things, but every once in a while you'll see some really sharp jolt of creativity that reminds you there is something left in this series, it's just that they're not necessarily making the best use of it. But unnecessary? Mm -hmm. eh, debatable. <laughs> You know, when you were talking about that, it just reminded me of a near or another series that I don't find really necessary to make sequels for, but they keep doing it. Like Call of Duty. <laughs> like, the multiplayer is always the same. Sure, they add in, like, one or two things, but if you focus more on the storyline of it, they keep changing the story along, and it always adds, like, a different, unique perspective on the campaign. But multiplayer, it's just the same, pretty much. 
you know, classic noob tube, headshot, what's rage. <laughs> I quit the game. Well, and on, on that stint, you're going to tell me that we don't need any more Dynasty Warrior games either. And, you know, <laughs> those are I pretty I don't know fantastic. what that is. Really? How? For reals. Wow. I've never played... The only one I played was Dynasty Warrior Gundam 2. Well, I think I've heard of it, but I've never played it. Or seen it's, footage of it. It's a fantastic um, kind of like super brawl, go out and kill hordes. Oh, so it's a fighting game. It's a fighting kind game. Kind of. Yeah, it's not I'd probably like suck at it. Street Fighter or anything. Yep, it's Street Fighter. It's one I'd of those things it. where you. Well, it's not Street Fighter. It's like go out and kill things in a quote unquote open world. Yeah, because you have time limit and things. Yeah, like and it, it's not like. There's no detailed button combos. You don't have to, like, hit 18 different buttons in a row, like, accurately. If you just sit there and mash buttons, you're going to throw things around. Like, it's yeah. it's fun. It's it's one of my guilty pleasure games, <laughs> I'm going to have to admit it. <laughs> but I it's, really it's don't totally... like that term. Hmm? Okay, because I recently... Well, if something's a guilty pleasure, then you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I've never liked that term. I think I mostly just liked the Gundam one because I'm kind of a fan of Gundam, and I liked playing as certain characters just to hear them say the stupid lines. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of where I come off with the Dynasty Warriors things. They're terrible, terrible games, but they're also a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, like it is. Button. Yeah, exactly. Like it is fun to just sit there. And just keep mashing the buttons over and over, and watching like people fly around as you <laughs> destroy them. Uh, now, in the Gundam game, was it like three? Like, did you have an X, Y, Z axis? Could you fly? Not really. Like, there was to a certain extent, but uh, for the most part, even the space missions were laid out on like a level plane. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the best thing about the third Gundam game was they just took the space missions completely out. Oh, yeah. Because they killed the pace of Gundam. Mm. The third game just doesn't have any of those space missions at all. They're so much better as a result. <laughs> it's a good game. You should read my review of it on GameCoder if you haven't already. Plug, plug. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> I, I do have an example of a an unnecessary sequel. Um Anna, back me up on this one. Final Fantasy IV: The After Years. Oh, Anna. Huh? <laughs> Thanks. Glad you're with, glad you're with me. <laughs> She's looking I've, back at the After I've, Years. No, I played Final Fantasy. Which is a I've, perfect reason for you to back me up. You have no other opinion about it. Okay. I don't oh. play Final Fantasy. So no, 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 no. Uh, Final Fantasy IV: The After Years is a sequel. Takes place, I think, seventeen roughly years after the events of Final Fantasy IV or two for the SNES. Uh, the one with Cecil and Kane and Rydia and all of those other characters. Uh, and I, I very much, I've, I've played through Final Fantasy IV twice now and very much enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite Final Fantasies and thought it would be neat on the Wii to download the After Years, which I didn't realize at first was a, a mobile game to begin with, yeah. and that it, it got a nice little touch-up for the Wii, but that there's also a boatload of downloadable content to basically milk you out of, what, $30, $40 worth mm -hmm. by the time you're done to get a regular-length Final Fantasy game uh, that is essentially 
the same graphics, just touched up, the same music, just touched up, the same enemies, plus one or two more, the same characters, but not all the abilities you had at the end of the game in 4, and the same story, with well, the same locations, just sort of out of the order, out of the same order that you went through them in the original Final or Fantasy 4. So it's all of the same game, just sort of jumbled around a little bit, and then they inserted two or three new characters and made it about the the child of two of the main characters, yeah. sort of, kind of, and also some other people who may have been involved previously. But there's there's not enough in terms of new gameplay to really justify calling it anything other than an encore of Final Fantasy IV. Uh, they do have this system where, depending on the phase of the moon, your attacks are stronger or weaker, your magic does str- more damage, less damage, that kind of thing. But it's sort of superficial. It's not really a sequel so much as it is we're charging you dozens of dollars <laughs> for the same content that you already have, but we're changing it up just enough so that you think it's a different game. And that, to me sounds unnecessary like the plot is not compelling enough to justify all of the same everything otherwise it's still nice it's fun but it's it's really it's fun because final fantasy 4 mm-hmm. is fun it's not something that stands alone on its own merits so well i think i uh i have a friend who's like a world class final fantasy 4 fan and uh she was not impressed with the game <laughs> like she basically wants to ignore its existence. So. I think there are a lot of Squeenix games that we kind of want to ignore and pretend don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Especially recently. How do, what do you guys think about, what is this, number three for Final Fantasy Thirteen? Wait, is is there? I don't pay attention yeah. to modern Square Enix games. Yeah, they got Final Fantasy Thirteen, Final Fantasy Thirteen dash 2 and then, then there's Final this Lightning Fantasy Return Lightning thing. Returns. Which, mind though, yeah. I haven't played the second one, so I have no idea what's going on. Well, I know that 13 was not very well received. I watched my friend play half an hour of it, something like that, and it looked pretty enough. But... It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's a gorgeous game, but it's terrible. <laughs> it's. I got through the first disc, and I still hated all of the main characters. And apparently they never get better. Just <laughs> like you know what, I'm gonna trade this in and get something else. But one of my Just friends like a really classic liked soap it. opera. Well, That's not that I watch them or anything. Apparently, what I've been told by the people who bothered finishing it is that it gets really, really good once you've beaten the game, <laughs> because everything then opens up and you can go wherever you want. It's like I'm not putting 80 hours of of my game time into almost liking these characters. Is this, an, is this an MMO or something? Like a single-player MMO? No, I think 14 is an MMO, though. Yeah, 14's an MMO. I used to play... I'm reborn. I used to play a lot of 11, the other MMO. Well, I think since they redid 14, it's been getting pretty good reviews, so... If it's it just... okay, I'd like to interrupt and say I have one last game that I want to mention that has an unnecessary sequel. Once we're done finishing up this Final Fantasy thing. You've already interrupted. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I think we were mostly wrapped Let's rewind. <laughs> Thank you. Applause for Gemini Laser for... Or, sorry, Nathaniel for the sound effects. <laughs> get get your uh, your names right, depending on the context. It's Nathaniel the Hoover Dam Hoover. I like that name better. Nah, you can call me Gemini Laser. <laughs> <laughs> Put up so much... Uh, like a fit about it. 
Nathaniel the GM. Like, all right, whatever. Nathaniel the GM Hoover. Yeah. Are we going to finish this final Anyway. <laughs> uh, no, we're, we're done. <laughs> I ruined it. It's terrible. Don't play it. That's okay. the end. <laughs> Sum it up for you. So uh, what's the game? That was a message from the ASVG. Tell us the game. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. Um, I'd have to say the unnecessary sequel. I'm not sure if this counts as a sequel. It's like the third entrance of the trilogy. But um, Hyperdimension Neptunia Victory. Oh, now you're just making up names. No, it's a, <laughs> it's a serious series. It, the it Hyperdimension Neptunia series. series is a trilogy. It's an also JRPG set in a future dimension in which you have four different CPUs who act as leaders of nations. And the funny thing is each nation or nation is named after one of the main consoles. Like they have PlayStation <laughs> for PlayStation, Leanbox for Xbox, and Low E for Wii. And they pretty much, like, have to compete for shares, which is, like, the belief in their CPU. And that's how they get their powers to take over their city and everything. But the thing with the third intro, the Neptunia victory, is that the main character, Neptune, who is the CPU of Planetune, goes back in time. And that's pretty much the main basis for the whole game. Which, going back to Mark II... The CPU's sisters, who are referred to as the CPU candidates, take out the main antagonist of the entire series. So it's like, why would they have them go back in time just for a third game, just for the sake of making it a trilogy? I mean, I know the game is good. I I really enjoyed it, especially with the overworld and all the challenges they added in. But I didn't like the plot. We'll just leave it at that. Alright, does anybody else have a horrible sequel? Well, I, horrible I just horrible that, sequel um, is different. Mm-hmm. Unnecessary. I, Unnecessary. Get your adjective straight. Let's all talk over Matt Jonas. <laughs> I've said a lot of the Metal Gear Solid sequels are almost. So has anybody seen the new Star Wars? Come on. <laughs> I was just trying to find something to talk over Matt Jonas with. Let me make my controversial point. A, a lot of the okay, Metal I'll Gear Solid that. sequels are a bit, you know, unnecessary. I mean, they're great games and all, but the story's just is just absolutely nowhere now. They're having to make games in the past because they tied up every loose end <laughs> at the end. Well, you know what, what I mean? What, what is the latest one? Because I saw, I remember them showing a demo of it, uh, showing off the PlayStation 4 or whatever. It's called Ground Zeroes, and it's set near the start of the main series chronology. Okay. So they're they're going back to the start instead of, you know, making something new. (laughs) So timeless. So like Resident Evil. (laughs) I don't know. Is is it? No, the Resident Evil games seem to always go forwards in time. Now now those are very unnecessary sequels. They said that they were going to revamp the entire series, but from what I can tell, they've just kept doing what they've been doing. I don't know. I kind of gave up after four. I tried. Revelations was nice, but it was... Sorry. Go ahead. Well, they made a game called Revelations, Resident Evil Revelations, that was actually really good. But the problem was that by that point, we had had so many Resident Evil games that were action-based, not focused on the horror, trying to pander to every interest and every taste, that a game that's really good like Revelations just got swept under the rug. But I'd really recommend it to people who are 
fans of the Resident Evil series. Because it, it stand out. It truly is stand out. For our listeners, that's a hint you should go buy Resident Evil Revelations for Nintendo 3DS. Trademark copyright. Or Wii U. <laughs> or PS3. Or Wii U. Trademark Xbox copyright. 360 and PC. They released it in HD on consoles and on PC. Trademark copyright times three. The opinions yeah. expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the opinions of GameCore's <laughs> subsidiaries. No, but it's with the whole old gang, right? It has like Leon and Ada and uh, Chris. No, uh, Revelations no? is just um, Jill and um, yeah, Jill and Chris. Resident Evil oh, okay. Six, they put everyone in it, but it's that's, the story is absolute nonsense. It's so dreadful. I mean, the the story never was great in Resident Evil, but at least in the first two, no, first three, you you could sort of follow what was going on. But with um, Resident Evil Six, it's just almost impossible to follow it. It's it's like the whole game is made up of one of those recaps on a television show. Previously, <laughs> it's just like the whole game plays like one of those. Well, wasn't uh, Resident Evil Six most disappointing of 2013? <laughs> Makes sense. It 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 truly was. And I'll be honest, when you said Revelations, I don't know why I was thinking, like, Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. Because I know I've heard a lot of (laughs) crap about that game. Oh, that game is dreadful. Yeah, it is dreadful, but I do kind of like the multiplayer. That's the only good point about it. Except I think that's the only game that actually has multiplayer. There was a multiplayer mode in the DS Resident Evil game, Deadly Silence. I haven't played it, but there's a multiplayer mode in that. So, um, I'd love to to try it at some point, but it means finding somebody else who has the game and could be bothered to play it. I don't know, I couldn't have the time for that. Most likely, well, recently I've got a PS Vita, and I got Persona 4, and I've been addicted to that game. You see, I've heard such great things about Shin Megami Tensei, especially um, the Persona series, but I've never got around to playing them. But they've now announced this Persona dancing game, which will be like the perfect introduction to the series for me. Because I, I love dancing games, so I'll just play that. They also that. have Persona then, 4 Arena. And if it's good, I'll play them all. And they confirmed Persona 5, which I'm really looking forward to. Video games? Video games. Oh, is that what we're talking about? Dot com. Dot com. It's dot That should be net. the new website. What are we talking about? Dot com. Gamecola.com. dot uh, com. It just feels... Uh, just saying it feels horrible. It, it feels dirty. You're right. It? We should go with gamecola.gov. <laughs> <laughs> it's official. <laughs> An official sponsor of the United States government. <laughs> Give us all your money. Yeah, we'll take it in taxes. Psych, you don't get a tax income. <laughs> well, it's not like we get, get tax add income. Numbers. What's our next topic? Fan mail. Somebody roll a dice. <laughs> oh, do we want to do we want to move on to fan mail? We do have a couple of fan mails. Speaking of uh, ad ad revenue, we do have one email titled ads. Dear Game Cola, <laughs> Dear Game Cola podcast, I was just wondering that if a certain someone used an ad blocker, would Game Cola lose profit? And if that were true, would that be a yes. problem? If it yes. is, I would tell said person that is totally not me to stop using ad block on Game Cola. From Parmesan, aka not a guy using ad blockers. We lose <laughs> millions of dollars. Turn a that second. off. <laughs> right now. No, we we do we do lose hashtag brother. <laughs> we do lose ad revenue uh, to ad blockers, 
uh, most especially on YouTube. But uh, one of the things that bothers me even more is that apparently ad blockers also stop Google Analytics from firing off. So I can't even tell what people like or don't like or what's bringing them to the site because I can't tell that they're there. Why are you whispering my name? <laughs> You're someone who's bringing all the attention. Why? You have like 6,000 subscribers on YouTube. And... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't see how my subscribers are blocking your ad revenue. I don't get the connection. I, I was talking about attention to the site. Actually, I'm a strong bereaver. Bereaver. <laughs> Dearly departed. <laughs> my tongue has left me. Dearly uh-huh. departed. Yes, uh, firm believer in the success of cross-promotion because I've seen lots of attention come up from having a dedicated so my my personal youtube channel ch- channel goodness gracious uh Words are so hard is i know it is? <laughs> um i i think i'm going to need to duck out here and get a snack or something to to rejuvenate me because i'm just tripping over my own face so the uh youtube my own personal youtube channel is gemini laser as alluded to earlier um is a is solely focused on Mega Man right now. And I also have playlists for all of the stuff I've done for Game Cola. Game Cola is absolutely everything else, and my personal channel is Mega Man. And because I've had that dedicated focus, I think I've gotten more attention to my own personal channel than I would have just putting those Mega Man videos up on the Game Cola channel. Originally, you might recall, um, the first three, I think even four Mega Man playthroughs that I did were on... Uh, the Game Cola channel, as well as my own personal channel, and they only got one or two comments, maybe three, on the Game Cola channel, and got more attention on my own personal channel because there was that clear break. It was if you want Mega Man videos, you go to this channel. If you want anything and everything, you go to Game Cola. And so having that variety here is, I think, really distinguished the Game Cola channel. But what I'm getting at is that the cross promotion. If you have fans who are like, I go to this site because I know what I'm getting there, and this is what I want to get. And then you have a little advertisement of, okay, here's something that might still be relevant to your interests, but is not necessarily in the same place. Then you get some fans from another location to start going over, and then they become fans of this new thing. So I I have definitely seen um, posts that I've written for the main game Cola site suddenly get more ratings or a couple of comments or views uh, because I posted a link to it on Facebook, uh, either just my general Facebook, or on my Gemini Laser specific page. I've seen people who have showed up uh, to my personal YouTube channel because they followed me from GameCola. Um, But it's all a lot of the same viewers that are just sort of ping-ponging back and forth. It's what specifically attracts their attention first. And can you grab onto that, and then can you attract them onto other things? So I think cross-promotion does work really well. So don't harass me for having... Lots of subscribers. Well, I would like to say something about that. <laughs> I'm redirecting them to Game Cola at every opportunity. Because <laughs> I know you actually are promoting my channel on your channel as well. Because on that side part, the Dr. Wiley Teleport system, you have my channel on there. Oh, for those of you who want to check it out, it's www.youtube.com slash Jeffro826. Shameless promotion. You hear that, Jetty? That's two of us now on this podcast. <laughs> Anyone else want to do it? It's me. I Can forgot. I plug two? Hashtag Jeffro. Yeah, no, I was talking about you, Matt. Hashtag oh, Jenny I've got, got a YouTube channel too. Let me plug it. Go ahead. <laughs> YouTube.com slash escape route British. One word. 
and all of our channels, everybody who's contributed to the Game Color YouTube channel who has a site that I'm aware of, anyhow, uh, has a link to them in the sidebar as well on GC.net. And all our channels are one word. And also, everyone should be in the footer on the actual internet website, GameCola.net, as well. Yeah, um, I mean, that's I use my own personal blog there, but I know some people do their, their YouTube yeah. channel. So, yeah, we have, a whole bot- we have a whole footer on our main website that nobody knows about. <laughs> Lots of fun stuff down there. Yeah, I have it linked to my YouTube page, but I'm also working on a website. Maybe I'll try and post the blogs that I post on GameCool on there as well, but I'm still thinking about that. I had a great conversation topic, but I don't know where it went. <laughs> I probably went to Did go get a snack. Mega Man? Not everything I talk about involves Mega Man. <laughs> they didn't and follow... to Jeffro's point, yes, I think I am going to go grab a Mega a snack. I asked if your conversation went to get a snack. I I shall return with snack in hand and then soon in mouth. So stay tuned. But uh, I think to wrap that one up, yes, uh, using ad blockers does. Uh... Oh, we're still talking about the fan mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Uh, it does reduce our ad revenue, and it also annoys me on a personal level that I can't tell what you're doing on the website. So, so yeah, about that Nathaniel Hoover while he's gone. <laughs> yes, he's not here. Was that the only fan mail we got? Oh, I no, there's... You said there was another one. There is another one. Uh, I'm intrigued to hear what it says if that other one was about ad blocker. Well, should, should we... Hold on. Is this one about ad shower? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we were talking about that game that was made and like had a remake ten years later? I think I just found another game that fits into that category. Yeah. Flashback. Flashback? Yes. The original was made for the Super Nintendo and they recently made a remake of it for available on Xbox Live Arcade and Steam. You know, I was really trying to hold out and wait for the most appropriate point for me to come back and say that I got my brownie or, you know, some way to interject it and make it funny, but you mentioned flashback, and now I need to talk about that. <laughs> oh, good. I wasn't even trying, so. Oh, well, I mean, I can go back to anonymity and no, what's left no. of my brownie. <laughs> Too late, you're already out. Oh! Yeah, it's I, like sending I have out flashback. That pee against a like, rabidash or something. You already okay. sent it out, uh, and you're doomed. They, they have haberdashers in Pokemon? Rabidash. Oh, no, I, I was really hoping that I could give my Raichu a stylish hat. <laughs> yes, flashback, the quest for identity. I feel like I've talked about this game on the podcast before. Super Nintendo game, and if you've ever played Out of This World, which I'm pretty sure we did talk about I in Game have, at one point. That game is so annoying. <laughs> it's I the used, same general style of graphics and gameplay. Um, it's uh, 2D. It's uh, not really side-scrolling, it's one screen at a time, and it's sort of like half-action game, half-adventure game, uh, where you are, it's it's this sort of futuristic thing, you wake up, um, I, it's, I haven't finished it, I keep starting to play it, and then I forget that I'm playing it, and then I don't go back to it, and then I start playing it again, and then I remember it's difficult, and play something else, and forget <laughs> that I'm playing it, and then... Um, but lots of trial and error, very precise jumping, uh, lots of shooting and dying and getting disintegrated because you, you know, stepped on the wrong pixel. So, uh, very, very tough game. But strangely compelling somehow. I don't know what it is about it, but... Yeah, jumping from that topic in the remake, it's actually not like a single screen. It's actually like a platformer side-scrolling. And you actually play this guy who had his memory wiped. 
and he lost all his memories, so now he has to, like, meet up with his old friend in a new Washington. But, I'm um, glad you remember all of that, because I must have been identifying too much with the main character and just getting well, into the Well, maybe I'm having a flashback. Maybe that's why I remember it. What it was all about, yeah. But um, you're basically trying to partner up with your friend, who basically somehow knows that you had your memory wiped and everything. And so you have to try and get your memory back. I haven't gotten as far as getting all my memory back, though, so... <laughs> I don't know what happens after that. Maybe you, like, eat a snack or something? I don't know. Oh, you know Daniel what? Did. It's... Yeah, I All did. All right, I got I my memory back. Better. Let's eat a brownie now. <laughs> then you lose your memory um, again. It's um, it's a little bit like Prince of Persia, the original Prince of Persia, at least in terms of the uh, the movement. It's, it's like the original per- Prince of Persia, but more adventure game um, gameplay to it. What anyhow, other topics do we agree on talking about? I.e. Nathaniel, <laughs> stop talking. Well, there, there, there is another legitimate. Uh, oh, and this actually has multiple things to talk about. Oh anyway. boy. Good, good, goody. Okay, uh, and I want to apologize to uh, my subject, No Lynch. Oh, it's No Lynch from uh, the Ho Ho Holiday Livecast Extravaganza, which is also in all its four-hour glory on the YouTube channel. So you have no <laughs> excuse to not watch it. It uh, it came in in like November, and it's been. Like, the last two podcasts have been... Themed. Yeah, so I apologize, No Lynch. Uh, So here we go. Dear Game Cola staff, I have been a fan of Game Cola for quite a while now, after discovering it through Argofumpth's channel. That's uh, Game Cola's own Michael Gray, yes, uh, Mm -hmm. for those who don't know. The chance to get to send questions for the podcast is too great a temptation to resist. So here are my questions. Uh, there's four of them. Let's start with number one. What is your opinion of tower defense games like Bloons Tower Defense from Ninja Kiwi? I've played a lot of tower defense games. I mean a lot. But there is this one that I've downloaded on the Android market. And mine, though, it's called Castle Defense and everything. But it all depends on what kind of features they add in. Like the generic one where you like build stuff and everything, that's it. It gets kind of boring after a while. I kind of like, you know, using all my accumulated money to buy stuff and watch it, the enemies die with, like, two hits. The only tower defense games I ever played was, like, way back when I was still playing StarCraft, and they had those use map settings games that were tower defense. Uh, you, you get an amount of money, and you get to set up, like, whatever the stabby zerg things were called, and then you get money to spend on more things. It's been, like, 12 years since I've played StarCraft. <laughs> Did anyone else have anything to say? Matt, it sounded like you had something to say. Well, all I really wanted to say was there was one tower defense game I played back in 2007 or 8 called um, Vector TD Vector Tower Defense. I mean, that was fun, but I'm not really a big fan of them myself. See, it wasn't important. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I can also weigh in that I've only tinkered with a couple of tower defense games uh, while researching Flash Flood games to write about for the Flash Flood column that I haven't written in quite a while. So I I have dabbled in them slightly, but it's – 
I mean, maybe there's an ending to some of them, but it's really a war of attrition, and I like... Uh, I occasionally like sandbox games, but I usually prefer games that have a clear ending, that it's, I am working toward a goal, whereas Tower yeah. Defense is just swatting away swarms of enemies that just will not go away. Uh, I've never been fond of endlessly respawning enemies in any kind of video game to begin with, so given that that's one of the core game mechanics, it's usually not something that I'm that big into. Anyone else? Not really. I'm kind of in the same boat. I really am not a big fan of tower defense games. Just because I'd rather be doing RPGs. (laughs) Teamcola.net. Not a fan of tower defense games. (laughs) Sorry. So, number two. Have any of you of the group recording played any MMOs? Yes. Yeah. Many. (laughs) Yeah, it took too long to load. I can't deal with them for very long. Uh That's the weird thing, though, I've noticed with me. I can, like, find an MMO, and after a few, like, days of playing it, a few weeks, I get bored of it, and then move on to the next one. Like, and then after a while, I started playing World of Warcraft, and RuneScape, and Planet Side 2. I don't know if that counts as a MMO, but I've been playing that a little bit, too. For me, uh, I used to play a lot of Ragnarok Online back in the alpha and beta stages, and then they just kind of kept adding more and more stuff, and I was like, Ugh, I can't. It's not the same game. So then I jumped over to uh, Final Fantasy XI, and I played that for like a year or two. So I played 20, 30, maybe even 40 minutes of the Dungeons & Dragons MMO when it first came out. And... I had a little bit of trouble getting my computer to run it, first of all, uh, at the time, and that didn't help. But my experience was characterized by wandering around, not really knowing what to do or where to go, entering a dungeon with a couple of people who finally said, hey, we could use a cleric, sure, and then having all of the loot stolen by the rogue and me walking out (laughs) of the dungeon with no experience gained and no gold in my pocket. So... That was about that, and uh, there's a lot of things about MMOs in general that just don't appeal to me as a gamer. I'm not a very social gamer. I enjoy sitting down to a round of Mario Party or Mario Kart or Mario Tennis or Mario does something that he probably doesn't have the proficiency to do in real life, and I enjoy those. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I, I enjoy the occasional multiplayer stint sitting down for GoldenEye or Perfect Dark or Star Wars Episode One Racer or one of the, you know, any of the N64 games that have multiplayer, basically. Um, so every once in a while, that's fun. But needing to rely on other people, it's, aside from the fact that I don't have cable, one of the reasons why Mm -hmm. I don't watch cable TV um, is because I need to work my schedule around when the TV is going to be on. Yes, there's, you know, other things that you can record it with and blah, blah, blah. But just the general principle of needing to structure my, whenever I feel like a game time, around other people being available to play. Um, And then needing to be social when a large part of the reason why I play video games is just to escape from the world and just do my own thing for a while. So, and there, there's some other aspects of it. Uh, again, I like an ending, and MMOs don't really end. There's always something to try and drag you back, even if there's some sort of endgame scenario. So, I don't know, lots of elements that just don't appeal to me. And also, the monthly fee doesn't help. I like mm-hmm. to pay for my games once. <laughs> I do have a question for you, Nathaniel, though, on the topic of MMOs. Mule. Like, a while back, <laughs> I read and heard something about, like, a Mega Man MMO that they were possibly developing. 
Talk about unnecessary sequels. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was actually very impressed. Uh, it was, I believe, supposed to be a Korean-only release. I don't think they ever followed through on it. I think it got canceled along with every other Mega Man game that was supposed to come out in the last five years. But it, uh, I, I don't think it happened, but maybe it did. I was surprised at how good it looked. Um, the, the story was... Um, managed to successfully, as far as I could tell, uh, integrate a lot of different areas, like the classic Mega Man series, the X series, just sort of mashed a bunch of things together and somehow kind of made it work. And it looked interesting, and it looked like there were some good game mechanics, and it, it could be fun. So that's that's one that if I would have broken down to play an MMO, I would have taken a chance on it because of the Mega Man fan that I am, and because it looked decent. Um, and the other one that I might someday possibly try is the Star Trek Online MMO as well, because I'm also a huge Star Trek fan. And <laughs> oh, and and Star Wars: The Old Republic, I also considered. Uh, because I was a big fan of the Knights of the Old Republic single-player games. But that's neither here nor there. We have more questions? Can I go get a snack now? (laughs) Uh, Oh, I did want to make a mention. I did try to play a more recent MMO recently, and I can't stand modern MMO design with the whole, like, every single thing is a fetch quest, and that they have some sort of, like, long overarching story that's only achieved by following like every single quest constantly and just uh everything that you do is required to be some sort of quest i just but isn't that more or less kind of typical of sandbox games anyway i mean i'm just thinking of some of the bethesda titles like skyrim and some of the fallout games yeah. I know they're not MMO, but they always kind of felt like fetch quests. No, it's true. Well, it depends on how you play it. Mine was always steal the pillow quests. <laughs> well, and I guess that's sort of the thing is that, you know, thinking back to when I actually did legitimately try to play Arena, I haven't played. <laughs> the The most recent Elder Scrolls game I've played is Daggerfall. And when I did legitimately try to go back and play Arena while following what you're supposed to do. That is kind of true. That is what modern MMOs are trying to do, is that most of the time you're supposed to be following some sort of primary quest with other little side quests you can do and other things like, you know, free time to go explore or whatever. But I guess I'm just used to, you know, the original Ragnarok was literally just you wander around and you find silly hats. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that was it. And I think I played the original Ragnarok online, but um, that was after like people were setting up their own servers for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, all I ever did in that game was I found mushrooms that if you killed them, yeah, yeah. they like they dropped red blood, and I just sold that. <laughs> That's all I did. Did you ever uh, use the red blood for any foraging or anything? No, I, I didn't know you could. It's just you like it you could sell it for like five hundred zenny or whatever. So I just. <laughs> <laughs> kept selling red blood. Uh, no, like, uh, I really, for whatever reason, I mean, it was my first MMO, so maybe just because of that, and also me, like, still being in high school, like, I was young enough to be enamored with Ragnarok Online. But then every time that I go back, they've added so much on top that it's no longer the same game, and I just, it's, it looks the same but it's not the home I once had, you know? 
Mm. Like, I, I put a lot of hours into that game. And uh, that's what it was. Going back to what Nathaniel was saying, when I moved on to Final Fantasy XI, see, Ragnarok, for the most part, you could wander around by yourself and just do whatever, and hopefully you wouldn't die. With Final Fantasy XI, there was no chance that you wouldn't die if you tried to play by yourself. And trying to say, I I need at least like a four-hour block of gameplay to get anything of worth out of this, uh, I gave up after trying to do that for a while. Yeah. Well, and Jetty, you touched on another point that is a huge reason as to why I don't play MMOs. I like the reliability that when I turn on my game, it's going to be the same game that I'm used to. Yeah. When I turn on Mega Man 4 <laughs> and go to Toad Man stage, yeah. there aren't flaming chainsaws suddenly flying at me where there used to be birds. Hey, that was a patch. Like, it's the same thing I know what to expect. <laughs> and yeah, that, that's my wife's complaint. My wife uh, has been a on-and-off World of Warcraft player uh, for since the beginning, at some point in the beginning. And so she still, I believe, prefers Vanilla WoW, as she calls it. I don't know if that's actually what it really is. But the original iteration of World of Warcraft before Wrath of the Frozen Throne King and Mabob. Wrath of the Lich King yeah, and all Cataclysm of those. Be- be- before and those. Mists of Pandaria. Yeah, Why yeah. do I know this stuff? Because people play things and talk about things, but anyways, uh, up until really? all this, and then not a game call. All of these, all of these different <laughs> changes, all of these additions, all of these things that suddenly became uh, critical to the gameplay, or that became so prevalent that you couldn't really ignore or avoid them. Yeah. And I, I would hate for some of my favorite video games to suddenly have all of these new things. I'm like, well. I thought I had done everything, and now there's a bunch of stuff I, I don't really want to do, but it, it used to be my favorite game, so I guess I should kind of keep doing it. So, I, I don't know. I, I like the reliability of I turn on the game, and I know what to expect from it. Yeah, going on topic of World of Warcraft, I remember I used to be like really into that. I remember with one update... Like, as soon as I logged in after updating it and all, like, half my spells were gone because they decided to revamp all the leveling. Like, I was a Frost Mage. I had, like, Blizzard and all these overpowered spells. And then I ended up, like, having just Frostbolt. <laughs> I felt so weak. Are we still on question number two? I lost track of topic. Yeah. Okay. So. We're still talking about MMOs. Yeah. So what's three? Game Cola. We're proud of MMOs. Uh, question number three. Just how does the game call hierarchy work? I'm, I'm not. Sh- I mean, well, I'm in charge of everything. Now, no, 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 so, no. Uh, I want everybody else to answer this and see if Jetty, if this matches up with reality. Matt Jonas, how does the game call hierarchy work? Well, I don't know, because um, it's sort of like we, we're all friends, but secretly, behind our backs, we've all got like concealed knives. <laughs> Say daggers. That's what it feels like. Concealed daggers. <laughs> there you go. You haven't added that accent to it, too. <laughs> daggers. Yes, it's it's extra British. Uh, KJ. Yeah. How does the <laughs> game call hierarchy work? Now, you should know a I bit. I don't know, man. I just post things. Well, you, <laughs> don't ask me stuff. You, you were even promoted from artist to uh, social media commander. So I was promoted from staff writer to staff writer. <laughs> from fan to staff writer. From fan to staff writer. Yes. There you go. I would, I'd even, like, really focus that much on it. I was just talking to Nathaniel one day. He's like, hey, we're doing a podcast. I'm like, oh, can I be part of that? Next thing you know, I'm talking to Jetty over here, and he's like, yeah, so you put in an app? All right. <laughs> Did I actually move on to you, or was I still talking to Kate J? 
Don't remember. I don't know if I would call it the the bottom rung, being that there are fans which are technically still of sorts like me on the hierarchy. I guess since we hire fans as writers so often, I include it <laughs> as, as a level. You, you should ask Anna though, because she has an answer. Oh, Anna. Um. Uh, uh, <laughs> according to Paul, I'm in charge of everything. Snack. You are simultaneously fired and in charge of the entire website. Yeah. <laughs> According to like someone who doesn't even work for the site anymore. Who? So um. Yes, I I fired Paul, so he. And then is that what happened? <laughs> All I know is that I keep getting fired, so I I don't know what happens anymore. So Nathaniel. What's that? Uh, well, you you are also staff member of the year, so you should have something to say about Game Cola hierarchy. <laughs> well, if if you want the straight answer, it's that we have our editor-in-chief, who is potentate for life, and then the decisions are made by the editor-in-chief about uh, policy and direction of the site and everything like that, with input from whichever people the editor-in-chief decides are trusted advisors. And then you've got the editors who occasionally put reviews into the queue when the editor-in-chief wants a day off and then you've got all of the other staff writers who are on uh, you know just standing waiting in the wings to lunge out with their daggers and, <laughs> carve out a post and then hide back for a while that's what we're doing <laughs> oh is that my job description was it mine have, have you have you received that. darn i got a rapier i was gonna say have you received probably a ceremonial dagger out. i got a banana <laughs> <laughs> ah a snack but uh I don't know, Game Cola Hierarchy. Uh, I command everything. <laughs> Gamecola.com. Don't be so modest. I rule the website with an iron fist. Also, Gamecola.net. Alex runs democracy. <laughs> I, uh, I'm also great at voice impressions. Uh, so just so you know, I am everyone on the podcast. And I do all the writing. I do have a side note about the hierarchy. Oh, do you? We, we do have, unfortunately, Kate oh, has disappeared this? off the call, uh, but we do have our social media side, uh, which uh, is, you know, all of, uh, like a, a separate entity unto itself, even though it's it's promoting all the same content. And we have our YouTube channel, which is sort of autonomous at the same time. So that that's, those are sort of like the little Game Cola spinoffs <laughs> that technically report to the, the main gig, but are also sort of independent. It is true. So there you have it. It is true. I attempt, I attempt to uh, pressure anyone on Tumblr to uh, <laughs> go to Gamecola. Nice. It doesn't work. <laughs> I I was uh, surprised to see multiple Gamecola staff members reblogging the uh, hey, we're hiring thing like a day or two ago. Wait, what? Yeah, it, no, one, no one ever looks at whatever I post. <laughs> I was I was sad that well I think that basically everyone who is on Tumblr who wanted to be on Game Cola already applied. Oh well. Uh, number four. What was the first video game you played? Didn't we do a um a question and answer? I think we on that. I think we did at some point. I'm pretty sure mine was Dragon Warrior, but it might have actually been like the original Super Mario Brothers. Mine was a Thomas the Tank Engine game on, like, the Acorn Electron or something. <laughs> something ob- obscure and weird like that. The first one I played 
would have probably been an Atari 2600 game or maybe an NES game at one of my friends' houses. I, I, I don't know about played, but I definitely played games at other people's houses before I owned a system of my own. See, I remember playing uh, some Intellivision and Atari games, uh, but I think that I played those after I played the Nintendo my first game was probably a Barbie game, so I, I don't know. This is really nerve-wracking. I'm trying to really think of my first one. I don't want to just, like, blab which, what, whatever game I can think of, but in all honesty, the first game that I remember actually playing was probably Super Mario Bros. 3. Like, that's the only one that I actually remember as early. Okay, yeah, I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> she went to get a snack. Anyway, what was your first game, Kate? Oh, man. Um, I think the first game we got was probably the original Mario and Duck Hunt. Yeah. Because it came with the NES. And then um, our next game after that was uh, a blockbuster buy, which was the shiny gold Zelda 2. Yeah. And I don't think I've beaten any of those games. I mean, I, I don't think you can really beat Duck Hunt. <laughs> But I never bothered with Mario, and I've I've gone on tangents about how impossible Zelda Two is to beat. So. Oh yeah. oh yeah, if you're actually trying to play that as a small child, not as like. Yeah. Or as a large child, I almost didn't beat that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I went back. I got it on the Wii again just to see if it was any easier, and I've just come to the conclusion that I'm really terrible at NES games. <laughs> So I watched the YouTube ending because I got to Ganon, but I only got to Ganon like twice. So, uh, or maybe that was only the first one. I don't even remember. I remember, uh, I remember when we got the uh, our NES because we got the one that had the zapper and the power pad. So it had uh, Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, and World Class Track Meet, or whatever it was the triple cartridge. Yeah. But uh, I want to say that the actual like. When we got it, it was my brother and my dad and me, like, sitting there being like, whoa, this is so cool. I don't remember if I actually <laughs> got to play it myself. Well, you know, every generation of games, wow, these graphics are so amazing. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the uh, the Zelda rap commercial. If oh, knows. my God, yes. It's oh. the Legend of Zelda, and it's really <laughs> rad. These creatures from Ganon are pretty bad. Was it Octoroks, oh, Pectags, and Libras, too? With our help, our hero pulls through. Yeah, You've go seen Link. You've the Japanese yeah. one, right? No. Like the Japanese rap, no. where it's it's Link and Zelda and a Ganon-esque character, and it's oh. all these Japanese people, and they're dancing. Oh, and it's that's um, Link to the Past, I think. Was it? Oh. Yeah, it was, oh, it was meant fantastic. to be like Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah, it was really it was, bad. <laughs> it was amazing, I think, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> well, it's interesting to say that. I, w- I was just going to say is that before they start rapping about uh, The Legend of Zelda, there's like a, a hip 80s kid, and he's like, hey, you just got the new game. And then the like nerdy-looking kid sits down and goes, whoa, look at those graphics! Yes. Original Legends. Did any of you guys get the Nintendo Power Glove? No. Like, was that a thing for you guys? We, I didn't. No. I never owned I'd, an NES. I'm not sure if that even hit Europe at all. Because, <laughs> like, I never played with it, but um, it was featured in, I think, the Nintendo Power comics. Like, you know how they had the, the magazine and then they'd have the little... Yeah. Like Howard and They Nestor. had Nintendo... Yeah. 
Nintendo Boy had his power glove, and I always thought that was so cool. Actually, I've been going back and rereading the uh, the Legend of Zelda and the Mario comics from the Nintendo Powers, and I'm particularly impressed by the uh, the Mario one. Like, it's actually pretty legitimately funny. I have, I think, one of the old Zelda comics. Like, it's a standalone, its own separate comic. Oh, hmm. And uh, it's pretty fantastic because it's the one that looks like one and two Link where he's brown haired and kind of obnoxious. <laughs> so that's my favorite in- uh, iteration of Link. Uh, did we did we miss anyone with their first game? I don't know. I don't think that is all. Uh, do we want to move? Wait. Oh, actually, no, that's all of them. They say, thanks for now. I hope you all have wonderful days. Your subject, no Link. Thank you. I thought you were about to like end the podcast there. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> no, that's just what they said. <laughs> we didn't even say bye yet. Uh, although it is it is getting to be that time we are closing in on two hours. So oh, should, really? Should we should we do the What a shame housekeeping and wrap things up? Game call it on that gaming outside the mainstream. Send us your questions, your comments, and I'll post them on the Facebook page. And we will answer them. Yeah. Live get into fights. <laughs> What other beloved series can we put against each other? <laughs> Actually, there is one more email. Uh, it says, The population was 8,297 at the 2000 census. The interest for the book was below expectations, however. Since 1980, thousands of innocent men and women have been accused of being witches or of using witchcraft. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, I should go hide. That was the entire email. Wait, what? <laughs> Just a nice little fun fact. Like, I feel like... Uh, I don't even know how they just randomly pulled three completely unrelated sentences. <laughs> and then we do emailed, it all the time. And then emailed it to podcastgamecold.net. Congratulations. Trademark copyright. Okay, uh, I think that about wraps up podcast number 71 for gamecola.net, Gaming Outside the Mainstream. We do have an actual internet website, gamecola.net, tagline Gaming Outside the Mainstream. You can also visit us on YouTube, gc.net, the letters G, the letter C, and the word dot and the word net. Uh, we're also on Twitter, at GameCola. We're on Facebook. You can search for GameCola. We're on iTunes. If you want to hear more of the podcast, just search for the GameCola podcast. Golly, Jetty, where aren't we? Uh, we're Tumblr. On, we, we are on Tumblr. No, we're on Tumblr. Oh. We are on Tumblr. Yes, uh, where we are GameCola.tumblr. We're not on Reddit. We're also not ah. on MySpace. We're not on uh, Friendster. Who wants to go on your space? We're not on uh, LiveJournal. Although, actually, are we on Zoosk? I've heard that's a thing. I don't know what it is, but it sounds like a fun don't. place we're, to be. We're not on no. OkCupid. We're not on. It's a dating <laughs> site. We are actually. I I was hired to Game Cola through LiveJournal, so. Actually, that's a good idea. We should sign us up for Zeusk. <laughs> How about we do You get to go out with all the game calls. Small internet is. website desperately seeking staff writer. <laughs> Interests, video games. Location outside the mainstream. It used to be headquartered in Maryland, I believe. So thank you, everyone, for uh, being here on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, thank you sure? for having us. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. See ya. Bye.
I've been playing Sonic Generations for the entire duration of the podcast. 